morning and welcome again to Noah's Window. All this week I've been sharing things that I've looked at in the scriptures that help me in my personal devotions and I've been talking about going to the Psalms and, and marking and reading uh, verses every day. And so on this Friday, I want to close out with one that's uh, real special to me. Let me just ask a question. Who could use some encouragement this morning? And let me refine that even a little bit. Who could use some encouragement because you're dealing with a difficult person in your life. You're, you don't want to be that person's enemy, but for some reason that person wants to be your enemy and they're making life difficult for you. And beyond that, you may actually begin uh, to worry about uh, your future because of this person's hostility or this person's uh, attempt to cause you trouble. Well, I want to go to a particular section of the Psalms. Actually, it's Psalm 118, and I'm going to pull something out in the middle of this Psalm uh, that David writes. And when I talk about David, it's important for us to realize that David had enemies all of his life. He had enemies uh, as a warrior. He had enemies as a king. And clearly there were people who were out to get him. And there is a consistent message throughout the life of David in his writings. And it's just a simple statement. God is for me. And that's a beautiful thing to think about. God is for me. In fact, I, uh, I extracted a line from one of David's um, uh, situations in which he made that statement. And I, I preached a message called the four most encouraging words in the Bible. I think I started preaching it in my twenties. God is for me. And that particular situation was like this. This was long before David became king. It was during that period of time when King Saul was jealous of him and was hunting him down and trying to kill him. And there was a ragtag army that signed on with David. And of course, he's running for his life, but they've got to find some way to make a living. And they're military people. So basically, they're going out to guard uh, wealthy landowners or they're attacking people who were enemies of God's people. So that's what was happening. But at one point, uh, David had left the camp. He'd left his, you know, all their possessions, their wives, their kids. And a band of raiders came in and stripped David's camp, took away their wives, took away their kids. And when they got back and found their camp in, in that kind of situation, David's men even talked about killing him. So at that moment, David is all by himself. I mean, the king's out to kill him. He's lost everything he has along with the rest of his men. And now the guys who've signed on to help him have said, we're going to kill you. So David really was all by himself. And it was in that context that David said these words, this I know. And that, and these are the four words that gave rise to that sermon, the four most encouraging words in the Bible. God is for me. What I want us to understand is when people come against us, and that's just part of the life of a Christian, I really think Satan often attacks us by raising up people for no reason who get it in for us. So if that's your situation today, let me just share uh, three or four or five verses from the 118th Psalm. And it begins with those four words in verse six. So here we go. The Lord is for me. You know, I could end this Noah's window right there and it would be encouraging to know that. The Lord is for me. God, the creator of the universe is for me. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, you belong to the family of God, and God is your father. And you know, a wonderful father, and God's way better than any human father, a wonderful father is for his children. Well, definitely God is for us. So let's pick it up. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. Now, David was basically indicating that without God being for him, he would have plenty of reason to fear. But he said, the Lord is for me, I have no fear. What can mere people do to me? 
Yes, he says it again, verse 7. The Lord is for me. He will help me. And then look at this statement. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. What a statement. He didn't mean that he was going to look at them sneeringly like I beat you. It was just, I'm not going to lose here. You know, I, I don't have to fear you. I don't have to fear what you say about me. I don't have to fear the schemes that you try to perform. Some of you are going to go to work today and there's somebody at work that has it in for you. You know, the Bible says we can look and try them. Not that we beat them. It's just that because we are God's child and God is for us, we're not going to lose here. Then I'll close out with this. David said, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. And then he takes it a step further and says, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. In my Bible, um, I, I wrote something below each one of those statements. When David said, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people, I wrote the word majority. Because a lot of people feel comfort in siding with the majority. The majority is often wrong. David says, way better to trust in the Lord than to trust in the majority. And you and I are living in a postmodern world that gets more wicked every day. And the majority, the majority in America is so wicked. And then beyond that, they think their wickedness is, got, is good, which is, is even worse. We can be pressured to go along with the crowd. But one more time, David said, it's better to trust in the Lord than to trust in the majority. And then he, he goes to this next statement. It's better to trust in the Lord than to take refuge in princes. I wrote down there below that, powerful, the powerful. You know, it's human nature. If we're in a situation where we're under attack, we want to appeal to the person that we look at as being powerful who can change things. But David said, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in the majority or to trust in even powerful people because God is able to do what nobody else can do. Well, I hope this is encouraging to you because I got to tell you, there have been seasons in my life where I've made unpopular decisions and there were times when I felt like I was out on an island with just a few people that had the vision to love God and love this work. And I'm always, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I've ever been in a place where I've been alone. I mean, I've been blessed to have the godliest wife. I've been blessed to have people around me who, who love God. I don't think I've ever been exactly where David was because David felt was all alone at one point. But here's the thing. I do know what it's like to have people stand against the vision that God had laid on our hearts in that season. I cannot tell you what a blessing it was to turn to this chapter and other chapters where David wrote the statement, God is for me. If God is for you, everybody in the world can be against you and you're going to be okay. You can look at victory, look in victory at those who are causing you trouble. May God help us today to, to feel that and to not, not face the day with dread, not face the day worrying, but to know that God is for us. Let's pray. Lord, I pray for all of us today that even though we can't see you, that we will know your presence, that we will, we will live in your presence and rest under the shadow of the Almighty. We know you're Almighty. You can do anything. God, in this world that gets darker by the hour, help us to realize we can look in victory at this dark world because through your grace and through you being for us, the best is yet to come. Bless your people today. Help them, strengthen them. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll be back here on Noah's Window before long.